so excited to chat with you know our incredible talent like i feel like st martin's talent is so oof. like we don't get enough praise or like freaking awareness and you know talking to someone that has won so many awards in your industry of being a singer songwriter and like you sang for you know the royal family and like you just be doing so many amazing things like i had to bring you on to share your share your story share your journey and hopefully you know inspire the next generation of young st martin singers Mm -hmm. that you you know want to share show just the talent you know share share that voice and energy because music honestly i could not imagine life without music i i could not imagine this earth without human singing and it's such an incredible gift like it's just like something of nature that is just so beautiful and it's like even when birds sing like it's just like incredible this medium of like Mm -hmm vibration that we can somehow hear you know what i mean that comes out of our throat it's like magical (laughs) it is magical and exactly what you said yeah exactly what made you fall in love with the art of singing in like music like was it something that you just were like humming one day and people were like you know ashanti i I think you got you know i think you got something (laughs) there or was it really like a passion that you've always had you know ever Mm. since you were little just like i want to do this thing and i don't care what anybody says like i'm gonna do it yeah it was definitely the second one the second answer where i just always had this passion and this love this extreme love for music um, but I feel like it definitely started out for me with dancing. I, I started out in dance class and then my dance class offered um, singing classes. And then I was like, hmm, let me try this out because I always used to sing at home and do my little Beyonce choreography and stuff. So I was like, huh, let me try this out. And like ever since then, it was just like I fell way more in love with like singing and performing and then. From there, I fell in love with, like, writing, and then, like, it just all, like, came together, but it was definitely something that I feel like was always a dream from of mine, like, since I was small. It was like, you asked me what I wanted to be when I was, like, four or five, and I would always, I would always say a singer, a songwriter, until I was a teenager, and then even now, in my 20s, I'm still, like, yeah, a singer, songwriter, this is, like, who I am, like, I found, like, my purpose and my purpose is definitely in Mm. creativity yeah (laughs) that's so beautiful I mean to have that deep knowing I feel like when we're kids we often have that deep knowing but then you know school and society like tries to talk us out of it or like you know just try to be like oh but that's not a safe career you you know I know you enjoying this little hobby thing but what you're really gonna do with your life (laughs) and I I often say that like when when was that like turning point because for me it was like everyone thought it was so cool when I was small like oh my gosh yes 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 and then there was just a point where like I was getting these like disappointed judgmental faces and I'm like girl like I've been telling you this like I I told you this when I was four like I'm serious this is what I want to do you know Uh, but luckily you know I have very supportive parents and my mom especially was always like okay well go for it you know make sure you do this right my dad too was he was like well you better be practicing and you better be getting your studio together and always in the studio because you got to take this serious so for them 
I think they kind of knew like, yeah, she's going to do this either way. And that's all I needed at the end of the day. I didn't really need anyone else's like, okay to do so, you know? I feel that. I'm telling you, a parent's support be everything, especially when you're a kid. Like, if your parents got your back, like, you could care less what the world got to say, you know? Because it's like, my A1 day ones already know. So, like, (laughs) I I don't got to prove nothing to the rest of y'all. Like, definitely. And I I feel that's awesome. I know that that that's definitely something I should be, you know, that's, I'm fortunate to have, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone has that. So, I am very grateful that they were understanding to like as much as they could be because I mean there are points when they were like um okay you know I could tell that they were scared I think that's where it all comes from it's just like fear and like people projecting their fears onto me you know that like I know it's unsafe and I know it's like a risk but like what is life if you're not taking risks you know so all these like things exactly all of this and what I want to do and what I am doing. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, the fact that you're able to have that confidence to work through that fear, because I think, you know, with that, like, oftentimes people get so caught up in the, oh, but my journey is not like everybody else's. Yeah. And then you start to have those seeds of doubt, which is really, like you said, rooted in fear and like, wanting to have that security of like, okay, yeah. like, I can still put a roof over my head and I can still yeah. eat and I'm not like, really sacrificing just just a basic quality of life you know for for your dream but I feel like when you have a passion like even if you chose that path of security it just does not like you know in your soul that it's not it you know like you you have this like voice that keeps telling you like yeah but sis remember remember you you left this thing though you know what about this what about this what's going on like I feel like if I were to just give it up and say okay I want to just have a you know a regular job and something that will keep you like provide me with security um and stability and like kind of like I know that I'm going to be good for the next few months or years like there will still be this like empty void within me and it's like what's more important like purpose and happiness or like stability like which one works so no, I feel like no matter what, if you really put your mind to it and really work towards your passion, you can make your passion like your income, your full time. Facts. There's a will, there's a way. Like honestly, Definitely. I feel like people don't realize half the time that being a business owner, even if it's like of your hobby, is really the way to go. You yep. know, like there's a lot of like the system low key rewards that in a way, yeah. and it's like I feel like I don't know if it's schools really that like train us to think that we have to work for somebody else and it's yeah, like literally. but like, do you though I know, you know like I, and I constantly question that like uh I think I'm okay like I'm really good working for myself like the stress that I have you know with my own stuff like I'm good because it's for my own benefit you know what exactly. I mean? like, I'd rather have I'd rather be stressing about my own business dream about somebody else's business exactly them all the money and make their dreams come true you know facts 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 facts. (laughs) but like I don't know I feel like artists and musicians like they do something like they speak the the how like the they they give words to what I feel like 
the yeah. people feel yes. you know like they they give and I think that's why music I feel like deeply resonates with people is because it's like speaking the things that you feel deep within you that you don't know how to express maybe in like the way that you move through the world especially like when there's just so much confusion and doubt or even like anger and or love like music is really this vehicle of like just expressing that that just yeah. humanity which is why I love it so much it's like this creative thing that like I feel like all of us we like we feel that like we resonate with it so deeply and that is what makes music like mm-hmm. so important to the culture because it's like it is us yeah. it's literally a reflection of like what's important to people okay. and what's important to wow. just like what does it mean to be a human being in this world you know and like dealing with our emotions mm-hmm. dealing with like the systems that we're a part of and the roles that we play like music just speaks to that and with a good beat too you know it's just it's fun it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's like wow like give me more i know like exactly you put it into words so greatly like and that's exactly I feel like what made me fall in love with music is because I like I always had a hard time expressing like how I feel I knew what I was feeling and like what I felt was real but I didn't know how to say to someone like hey you know I'm feeling like this right now and what you did made me feel like this. Like I always had a hard time doing that. And so I would listen to songs and then sometimes I would hear something and be like, oh my God, like this is exactly how I feel. And like, I'm probably this the is type. It. Like, yeah, like before, like I would be the type to like send a song to say how I feel instead of like, you know, like writing into the person. Cause I'm like, okay, look, if you listen to this, this is how I feel right now. Okay. And so I feel like, that Preach. is definitely what made me say like, whoa, I need to understand this way more because I feel like I'm 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 resonating on another level with the music that I'm hearing and the lyrics that I'm hearing. I, I think that like lyricists are so amazing in how they can like put a story or, or tell someone's story for them. Because a lot of times with songwriters like and artists, the artists might tell the songwriter how they feel and then the songwriter will like put it into words with music and then I'm like how like this is amazing like and that's where I I feel like that's where I needed to like explore and that's when I fell in love with like the songwriting side of it all wow amazing world Okay, so let's like peel back the layers, right, of a song, right? Okay, so because like I just like, you know, as as a side tip, I've been learning about just music theory. It's more of like Mm -hmm. a general curiosity of like, okay, like I love music, but like how does a song get built you know what I mean because oftentimes when we hear a song like it's either like that shit was fire or that made me feel like this or I like the vibe but you don't really know like what you're hearing you know like you haven't trained your ear to really develop that like ability to break apart the chords and the bass line and the melody and then also like all of the different types of instruments or like if you're using synths or like Mm -hmm. organs or whatever the hell you know they be using um and I'm curious like as someone in this industry how do you look at a song right okay because like when you're a kid like you might be jamming out to Beyonce and yeah. singing lemonade <laughs> and all that 
But like now, as someone that makes music, when you hear a song that you like, like how do you look at like what is your ear picking up on? Um, you know, well, yeah, I am a melody person, so I really focus when I hear a song. I first fall in love with like the melody and what that makes me feel, right? So, a lot of like okay, from if you speak to like a producer or something like. Or a songwriter too, like they might use like the minor um chords or the major for like a sad or a happy feeling. And oftentimes like I fall in love with those types of things. So like, oh, what kind of chords are they using? But then I more fall in love with like how they like built their melodies. I think like it's so beautiful how someone could like make you feel something by just humming some something. Like they didn't even need to say words, they just hummed it and then it's like whoa like that hit me in the heart I don't know how but that hit me so for me I'm a melody first person so I fall in love with like how they structure what they're singing and then I listen to like I'm yeah I'm a songwriter so I'm mainly listening to the vocals and like what they say and like how the story comes together I really love when like there's a topic and then, like, they find a way to, like, make everything match into that topic. And it's not, maybe the topic isn't exactly the title of the song, but it's just, like, what the song is about. And it just, I don't know, it makes me feel all types of ways when I when I hear things like that. So, that's where, oh, I, where I, I feel, feel it. Like, I'm literally grinning from ear to yeah. ear as you say all this. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. I feel so. <laughs> That is so interesting. So then, like, yeah. as a writer, how do you think about the storytelling aspect of yeah. a of the songs that you've written, or just like yeah. viewing, you know, your coworkers when they're working on, a, or you know, a pop song or something like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. Like, if you ask me this from a songwriter point of view if I have I have to think business sometimes so I have to think like okay well what do they want like what do they want to tell and sometimes I would get like references and then I would like put the different references together and figure out okay like from these different songs that they sent me like what is it that they like about it like what main theme comes out of this that I feel like they might be trying to tell me low-key like maybe all songs are heartbreak songs and I'm like okay so this person might be a little sad so maybe we write something you know about that so when I when I think of it like from a songwriter perspective I often look at it like that or like what the person is going through but when I really write just as an artist and just like with no like request of how they want it to sound like I write from like what I'm feeling definitely like but it's not always like hey I'm I'm sad so I'm gonna write a sad song sometimes it's like I'm sad so I'm gonna write the happiest song of my life because that's how I want to feel right now and <laughs> sometimes it's a sad song but I'm gonna write something angry or something like I'm a bad you know b-i-t-c-h like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to let you know and like just like remind myself like who I am like first of all why am I sad right now like I'm gonna write a song that's totally opposite of what I'm feeling so that's kind of how it works for me and when I tell a story like as I said like 
I let the melodies speak for me. So I'll just like hum or sing on a song and literally the melodies will tell me what to say or how I'm feeling like. I I don't know how to explain it just yet. Like I always struggle at this point, like where I'm like, how do I explain this to someone? But it's just, I feel it in my heart, if that makes sense. Like, you know, those feelings of like, I always compare it to like when you feel in love and you got those like butterflies. Like I literally feel that when I'm writing a song and then that's when I know like, oh, like what does this feeling remind me of? And then that kind of tells me a story or, a word comes out and then I'm like, oh, why did that word come out? Like it, these words came out for a reason. Like m- my subconscious or like, I'm going to get kind of spiritual here. My higher self is speaking to me. Like it's telling me like, this is what you need to, to say, or this is what I want to tell you. And through I love it. <laughs> like I literally, I'm like, like I'm telling you, if you could see me, I'm like literally <laughs> grinning from like ear to ear because like I feel that like it's yeah. coming from within, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like like that feeling of like you just know, you know when it's right, you know, and it's yep. like like, yeah, words. I feel like when you're trying to speak from the mind can sometimes not match up what your body feels. Mm-hmm. And that is like the language of music is it's not like I think a lot of time people think it's for the mind, but it's not. It's for the yeah. spirit, you know, and so that's why like it can be really hard, I think, to express what you're thinking because that's such a mind thing but it really like what the medium that you work in is one of like the body you know Mm -hmm. like like again like this is coming from vocal cords like this is coming from like like that heart space of like real deep love and like connection with like community and as you said like earlier about energy and vibration like I know you meant like literally vibration because that what that is what music is it is vibration but then again (laughs) I'm getting a bit spiritual where I feel like music is vibration like vibrations kind of like oh gosh like how can I not get too deep here (laughs) but hey go ahead man I'm I'm all I'm all with it all of that (laughs) yeah like all of it like speaks to who we are and who we become and what we attract right so that's how I'm like when when I feel something like I feel like this comes from a a certain space like a certain place like my higher self and even if I have to get deeper like I don't fully listen to music that's like talking only about like negativity or like I'm gonna kill this person and murder these hoes and blah, 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 blah like I don't listen to that because I really feel like you, <laughs> you manifest. I'm going like kind of off topic, but like you manifest all these things for yourself or like you attract in all of these things. So I listen to music that like either makes me feel good or makes me understand what I'm feeling because that's also important. Like, you know, and like songs that are like angry or sad, like are also important because they help you understand like your lower vibrations and how, you know, like how can you, you know, like, okay, this this correlates with this feeling and this correlates with that feeling. But then when I think about it, like, music is, like, so magical indeed where, like, the more you listen to it, the more you attract of whatever you're listening to. Like, because you literally consume in that, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense, sis. Like, 
I feel you a hundred percent. And it's crazy. Like when I think about the kinds of music that are culture markets and like the types of like, you know, ideology and symbols that we see expressed through music mm-hmm. and how that sort of shapes the mindset of people and what they yeah. prioritize and like this whole like fame celebrity sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a little, it's, you know, <laughs> like it, it has its pros and its cons, you know, and yeah, I deeply feel that of like, as I even work on my spiritual journey, I notice like the types of music that I listen to or that I've listened to as a kid, like how that all sort of helps create the mindset that I'm in and like the types of energy that I want to share with people. Because I think a song really can shift the entire energy of a space. And you can see that perfectly with DJing of like Mm -hmm. when they're mixing music and it builds tension and releases tension and like the way that audiences respond to that. And like even like when you see like all these tours and like the way that an artist can literally move an entire like body of people through the vibration of a song like that is all energy and I 100% agree that like it's totally tapping into this like other dimension of connectedness that is so powerful I'm telling you like that's why I think artists are so important because it's like they are literally creating the energy that shifts Mm -hmm. the collective and like that is like even when you see music that talks about like deeply traumatic things or like Mm -hmm. sparks Mm -hmm. rebellion like and different eras of human history and the types of music that came out of like like you you wonder like why we're like in the 70s where people very like into like the Grateful Dead and Fish Mm -hmm. and like all of these more psychedelic music but the types of like things that were important to them during that time versus like when you have rap and it's really rooted in like all of the trauma that African-Americans have been through and you know it's just like very interesting I feel like that the psychology and like the energy that music brings to just to a group of people it's it's crazy it's it's so much deeper than we think it is like music I feel like music connects us to something like greater than ourselves if I could put it like that you know like so it's like it it tells a story it tells us history it helps us understand traumas it helps us understand emotions like that's why I say like I can't explain like how I tell a story or like how I how a melody makes me feel because it's like literally like my higher self trying to tell me something like my subconscious trying to tell me something like I could learn so much about myself through like the music I listen to I could learn so much about someone else through the music they listen to and that's so amazing fox fox and going off of that like every human being because we all like grow through different experiences like our musical signature is very unique which is one of the things that i think is like so beautiful about our consciousness is like each of us have a very unique musical signature and i'm curious like you know growing up in the caribbean i think we are blessed with really getting to listen to a breath of music oh, like yeah. from all over the world that is like absolutely incredible like growing up with zouk influences and you have soca and reggae and then you also have like you know american pop and mm-hmm. just like different cultures like like i have had to grow up listening to indian music and like mm-hmm. that for me deeply resonates and, yep, and i'm curious for you you know like what is like your music signature or like are there specific genres that have like 
really influenced the kind of artist that you are or like the kind of music that you make now with like k-pop and all of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huh okay <laughs> well where do i start i i think like and i'm very open about this that you know i grew up in a multicultural home so my mom is danish and my dad is from st martin and like just in general all of us kind of grew up in this multicultural home because st martin is already like a melting pot so it's like i grew up in a multicultural home in a multicultural home if that makes sense i feel so, it i feel it yeah like i learned like from my mom's side you know like she listened to a lot of like pop music and rock music and uh so i learned about that through her and then to my dad i learned about you know the calypso and the zook and the like the soca but then they also had like their their favorite like their mutual favorite artist was phil collins so like i became like a huge oh my god you're speaking yeah, right? to me oh, oh like, my that's god. like literally my childhood like brian <laughs> oh, adams wow. phil collins michael bolton and like oh you see exactly so i grew up with that too you know so then i was like like it was just amazing growing up with all this music and then I walk outside and then I learn about carnival music and then yes like we have a huge you know Indian community on the island so I learn about that and then I fell in love with that as well so I was just like wow like there's so much that like is around me and that I listen to and it just opened my eyes and my ears literally to like all these different types of sounds and I think that's what made me so comfortable going into a whole new genre which was K-pop is because like I came from an island that was so diverse in terms of like everything and including music. So I feel like that helped me a lot to be able to like go like, well, how I got into K-pop was like in, I was in Holland at the time. So like from the Netherlands, then moving to Korea, like it all, like growing up here, all shape me to be able to like take on that next challenge and to be able to like listen to it with like a fully like kind of like clear mind where I was like wow like what is this I really want to learn more about this you know so that yeah that's awesome (laughs) now for a message from our sponsors Thank you for supporting this podcast. If you are enjoying this episode, share it with a friend and leave us a review. It 100% helps us grow this podcast and get our message out there to help and inspire others. Have thoughts or opinions you want to share? Join the conversation on Anchor or on Spotify. I love to hear from you all and I can't thank you enough for your support. With that, let's get back to the good stuff. I guess how was it moving to Korea or like how was it even moving to the Netherlands and then moving to Korea because like each of those is its own little culture shock you know in and of itself oh yeah (laughs) I mean moving to the Netherlands was it was interesting both of them were interesting I think um moving to the Netherlands taught me a lot you know about myself um about you know people around me about St. Martin (laughs) um and 
from there, like, I really, like, I used that opportunity when I was in the Netherlands. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm here now, and I'm going to network with as many people as I can network with and, like, kind of just push myself completely out of my comfort zone because I am a shy person (laughs) and a little, yeah, you know, quite introverted so like I was dying I was really dying whenever I had to like go to these big networking events and push myself to go meet these producers and these managers I would be like you know I kind of had like this alter ego where I would have to just walk in that room and pretend like I got this like I fully um I love this I love meeting you guys like I'm not nervous at all and you know that taught me so much and luckily you know Thankfully, moving to the Netherlands and all the opportunities that it brought me, that guided me to Korea, which was a whole other experience on its own. So, yeah. <laughs> How is Korean fair? Like, was it, like, amazing? Were you like, oh, my God, I miss home. St. Martin food is where it's at. <laughs> oh, that's one thing. I was like, okay, wait. Okay, first of all, St. Martin food is always where it's at. That's for sure. But the one thing I couldn't complain about in Korea was the food. Oh, my God. Like, they got the best fried chicken. They got the best Korean barbecue. Oh, my gosh. I love Korean barbecue. And so I definitely never complained about that. (laughs) Um, It was just, it was like, I learned a lot from being in Korea. I loved being there. I loved um, how welcoming they were and so, like, interested in me and my culture <laughs> and who I am, you know. They, they really welcomed me with open arms, and that was really cool. But I also learned a lot about, like, how it is to, like, live in a place where you literally look completely different. Like I was about to say, like, <laughs> they ain't seen curly hair every day, you know. No, so... Like, now and again, I would, like, take the public transport to go explore, like, a new city and stuff. And then, like, the stairs that I would get, I would be like, okay, what's going on? Like, what are we looking at, guys? And it's me. And, like, people, like, taking pictures of me and wanted to take a selfie with me. And <laughs> my first time, like, I thought it was because maybe they knew us from songwriting. Ha, ha, ha. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, guys. Do they know us? They're like, no, it's probably because we look different. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. But it wasn't done in like a malicious way, you know? So it was kind of up to me to see like how I was going to take it. So it was just very interesting to go through that. (laughs) Yeah, because for them, they're just like, oh my God, like other humans, you know? Yeah, like like us, what? Yeah. Oh my god, we don't we don't see this. I feel that because when I, I I traveled to China once with my dad, and it was very much the same thing. Of like, in China, there's like only Chinese people. Like, I mean, that just sounds like it feels weird because like we grew up in a very diverse country, um. But for them, like they were not like they don't see curly hair like at all. You know, like, everybody got straight hair, like pinned straight. It's exactly yeah. the same. So, like, when they see curls, they're like, oh, my God. Like, can I touch them? Like, can I? Like, oh, my God, it bounces? Like, wait, did you do that? No, it grows out of your head. Yeah, like, what? Literally. Yeah. So, it was, like, it was up to me to to remember that, like, again, 
how fortunate we are on the island to grow up with so many different cultures. Like, that's one thing that I would say, like, I would definitely have my kids grow up in the Caribbean or in St. Martin because of, like, that. Like, I learn about every different culture just from being in a classroom with, like, everybody, you know? So that was one thing that I didn't struggle with when I was, like, going abroad where, like, I could, like, easily, like, meet and network with new people and new cultures and new languages because I was so used to that already but then they weren't used to it <laughs> so it was new for me to be like huh what why are you staring at me and then me like I I make sure I wear my curls big every day you know so my hair was like extra big in in that train so it was and I was wearing like a yellow jacket because I love colorful clothes so it was just like I was really just like sticking out like I like this girl ate from here yeah it was just like I I don't know but it's definitely like how you choose to look at it so I learned a lot from that itself yeah well I'm curious like the business side because I'm assuming you went there like because you were like a professional songwriter for incredible k-pop artists like how was it sort of navigating and like turning your passion into a career because I I recall you talked a bit like with Ralph about like the whole like protecting your masters and really like understanding the business side of the music industry because if you don't they finna take advantage of you you know what I mean and you're just gonna be left there like with pennies yeah that's definitely something I try to preach as much as I can is like just understanding this business that's so important I studied music business but I still take extra courses all the time to freshen up on like the new laws that are coming in the new regulations the new um royalty percentages like there's so much happening and now with also AI coming into place and the metaverse like there's so much that you need to be constantly like learning about when it comes to the industry and so luckily like I learned a lot of that before going to Korea and So that helped me a lot when I had to make like a lot of business decisions and work with people. Um, It was all because I I took those extra precautions to understand like what we're even talking about right now. Like what, you know, you get so excited and like so caught up by like, wow, like they want to sign me and they want to work with me. Like, sure. Yes, 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 yes. But like you got to protect yourself at the end of the day because they want to work with you but it's also business you know at the end of the day like I had to remind myself that and so I learned a lot from them as well in Korea from k-pop artists from my publisher from the people that I work with like I'm just you know being professional and understanding the music business as well um k-pop is definitely like very serious when it comes to all of that and they they have their like I learned so much from the Korean way of doing business and just keep up in terms of like like the labels and how they market their artists like they go hardcore like their marketing strategies I need to write all of them down because I'm like wow you guys are amazing and then like um from like there's so much that you can learn from just being around everyone and all these like talented people so yeah I definitely took in a lot from all those different experiences that's great I guess like what does it mean to be signed to a label does that mean that like 
you're signed as an artist for that label or you're signed as like a like how does that is it like a specific yeah like i'm you know how how does that (laughs) how does that work there's a difference like being signed as an artist like a label and a and a publisher is different so like me as a songwriter i'm signed to a publisher like i'm not signed as an artist i can be signed as an artist do i want to do that uh i don't think being signed to a label right now is like necessary anymore thanks to like tiktok instagram algorithms youtube you know but as a songwriter being signed to a publisher is like they would like get the projects for me when it comes to um artists looking for songs they are gonna like be the ones to find out like okay hey we have sony and we have uh a chris brown or blackpink whoever they're looking for a new album like here's what they're looking for and then i can give the publisher my music like here's what i have and then they will be the middleman to like pitch it out to those labels and those artists so that's how they kind of work as the middleman um but then they also are the ones responsible for like how i get paid and some things you literally cannot do and without like a publisher or without something called a pro and which is like is a performance rights organization so they take care of like certain royalties that you um have to collect so there's so much there's like four organizations that you should be signed up with if you want to make sure that you get in like all your dividends and yes (laughs) yeah so there's there's so much to it but when it comes to like being signed in my situation is that i'm signed to a publisher so they are taking care of like everything that is happening behind the scenes as a songwriter so all i have to focus on is writing great songs and sending them to the publisher yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, now being, you know, multi-platinum and all that, woot woot, congrats, you know, because I feel like, honestly, people not giving you the praise you deserve, sis, like, that ain't, that ain't no easy feat right there, you know, oh, like, you out here. You. I appreciate that. I appreciate people like you and, you know, like, podcasts like yours that put in the island people on because, thank you, it's hard out here. <laughs> I feel it. It's really out here hard in these streets. But what does it like? What does it take, you know, to become like a platinum winning songwriter? Like, Mm -hmm. is is there a certain number of streams you have to hit to be given that label, or is it like a number of sales or like amount of time you're on like the I don't know the charts or whatever they say? Uh, It depends on like what country, Um, but it would usually be over five hundred thousand physical sales so cd sales wow yeah (laughs) because okay and does streaming at all factor in it or it has to be like actual hard copy no so for me um i'm focusing on like hard copy so that would be like uh, a platinum uh plaque for me but when it comes to streaming, it also depends on the country. So let let's see, like for, like, let's let's look it up. I think it's like 
250,000 or, or 50,000 for a stream to be to be platinum. Yeah, five. So 1 million is in the US is 1 million to be platinum, like on streams. And we have that as well. So like, yeah. so i'm like oh okay let's see like am i am i even platinum when it comes to streams but yeah yeah that so that one is is pretty cool <laughs> that's awesome i'm surprised people even buy cds i'm like people are buying cds <laughs> i know like that's why i love korea because <laughs> people really buy cds out there but they also make their um albums like extremely pretty like so every time we sell a song they send us the album and it's really cool they sign it for us and everything and then i get to see like how this looks and the packaging is like amazing it's like really like back in the day when you would get like a poster with it and you know the lyrics inside and you get like sometimes they give you like some kind of extra gift and so um k-pop fans i'm not gonna lie they go hard when it comes to like buying cds and i love it i'm here for it all <laughs> yeah that is lit because like i haven't been buying see but i remember back in them days when you had your backstreet Bora album and your jesse mccartney and you had your posters on the wall like that's bay right there you know i'm feeling it i'm feeling the vibes yeah 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 <laughs> it's i love it it's really cool how they do it like it gives me it it definitely gives me like a throwback feeling of like I'm gonna bring it up again, but like, like or Rihanna, <laughs> when I like, I literally, Fox. I don't know, if you remember, like maybe I'm a bit older than you. So <laughs> they used to have a CD store in Gramache called the Chill Out, and like I remember, right? I remember okay. the Chill Out. Yes, yes, yes. And so I used to live in there. I would be like, oh my gosh, Rihanna new CD. Oh my gosh, Beyonce new CD. And I used to love like being able to like read the lyrics inside so this is like kind of like you know a little moment for my inner child when I get to see like the little the albums that signed and then my name is on the credits I'm like ah that's really cool you're like that's me right there like oh my god (laughs) like that's lit yeah it's pretty cool that part I, I really love that part and I appreciate like the label so much and the artist for like taking the time out because they literally write like a personal message to each of like the writers and I think that's so beautiful that they like they sometimes I get a message like hey Shanti thank you so much for this and this we really love this part of the song and then I'm like oh my gosh that is just you did not need to do that and I love that yeah just taking the time like it's a team right Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day like there's so many people involved like I think that that is just incredible to know like like you cherish the teamwork because you know they said teamwork made the dream work exactly there's so many people like behind the song and we have to give them all their credits you know like the songwriters work tirelessly to write a song the producers the mixing engineers like the ANRs there's so much that happens to just like create this one you know top hit or like one song that resonates with you then there's like 11 people behind it and that's really beautiful to be honest yes yeah but I guess like being like an independent artist in this modern day you know like 
because you mentioned like you know you feel like artists today don't really need a label as much as maybe no. they did in the past to like do oh, a lot yeah. of that legwork for them I'm mm-hmm. curious like how yeah like how do you think about it for because I feel like what Chance the Rapper was like one of the first like artists to really like hit it big without having like pretty much doing it all like yeah on his own or like with his own team or whatever mm-hmm. um and acid rap was the album i'm not gonna lie i'm like mm-hmm. chance though chance yeah. um but yeah i'm curious like you know just kind of like how you know this music game has evolved you know being an artist that is trying to you know because you i see you know all the, the 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 what do you call it the covers yeah mm-hmm. the covers that you be doing and like you know mm-hmm. where you create your own sort of lyric off rift off of you know popular trending songs and thing Mm kind of like Mm -hmm. yeah like how social media and like different sort of streaming platforms like Mm -hmm. whether it be apple or spotify or youtube you know help sort of amplify the voices of like artists that come from more niche areas that maybe people wouldn't otherwise get to hear but now because you have these platforms it makes it easier for you to find a fan base that really deeply resonates with like your vibe you know exactly and that that's like the beauty of like social media right now especially a platform like tiktok is like you see an artist blowing up every day and that's so amazing because they're from everywhere in the world sometimes they're not even speaking or singing in english and we still like wow like this is amazing and so i feel like we have the opportunity more than ever right now to like make a name for ourselves make a brand and and make a business for ourselves I feel like now is really that time and we need to milk it as I usually say like milk this moment because you don't know how long it's here for like you know like Vine was there for a while but Vine not there anymore so you don't know how long uh this whole TikTok like journey is here for so let's like make the most of it right now and like push yourself as an artist or whoever or whatever you may want to do like just do it you know that's a fact they keep threatening to ban tiktok too i'm like i know they're really not (laughs) they're really not rocking with it i know so it's like guys start posting use it now while you can please you know (laughs) But I'm curious, like, for other artists, you know, that are on the island, you know, they're doing their little teen times talent show and thing, and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to I wanna make it big like you. Like, I want to be multi-platinum <laughs> on the streams, get in my million plays and thing. Uh... Like, I guess, do you have any advice for other, you know, young St. Martin artists that are, like, trying to figure out how to really make this a career? When I still feel mm-hmm. like St. Martin, you know, even though we do big up our artists and, like, mm-hmm. I was so, you know, happy to see that for the royal family that they used a lot of local talent, really, to yes, do the performances. That was, that was incredible. Yes. Um, but, yeah, just, like, advice for them. Uh, as they're still, you know, navigating this career that is changing and, like, with the metaverse and all of these other ways yep. of generating income or just, like, owning your material, I think, more than anything and giving more oh, ownership definitely. to creatives. Yeah, yep. you know, just any tips of, like, things they could think about, you know, to just help mm-hmm. them grow yeah. and be more sustainable in just, like, how they create music and get it out there to, to the yep. world so we can all jam along, you know? Yep, yep, yep. I think... um there's so much so I would say one is just love what you do and remember 
why you're doing it you know find your purpose and and find out like your why that that's my thing like find your why love what you do second i think really understand the business that we're in like that's so important to understand like how to make money from your music how to um charge people based on certain things um what type of royalties you should be expecting um where you should be having your music what platforms you should be having your music on because as i said there's way more than just a publisher and a pro there's so much more places where you could get your music heard and get paid for your music so really remember that like you can make this a business and it's totally possible do not let other people's like fears be projected onto you go for it this is your journey all of our journeys are so different and like and another thing i would say is abundance like we not here to compete with each other we here just to compete with ourselves like and our own ego not with each others like remember to work with each other we um teamwork like no one is better than the other like music is subjective creativity is like it's just open to anything and interpretation so remember that there's so many opportunities out there like there's enough for all of us i really believe that and so with that i would just say like believe in yourself of course and understand like what you're doing and why you're doing it <laughs> that was a lot but that's how i feel <laughs> No, it's beautiful, 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 beautiful words. I just want to say thank, thank you so much for this convo. Like, oh no, my god, like you. I, I have Me loved too, every second. But I'm it's been through. so awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to say something to you. <laughs> um, you know, thank you for all that you're doing because your role is also very important, and you know we appreciate everything that you are doing as well. And I hope that you see that you know you are appreciated and that your work and your art form is also a huge it plays a huge role in our community right now so thank you for doing all of that and for having me on oh, <laughs> oh. not the oh, oh. <laughs> i i really appreciate that i'm telling you cuz it's a grind out here in the streets like i so feel it please keep going don't let anything stop you. Please keep going because it's some cool stuff you're doing, really. <laughs> <laughs>